0: All right, so uh, this is uh, Redeem Legion podcast number three. We're doing a, a quick and short one this morning, and our topic is, if we are speaking to someone who is new to faith or, or interested in faith, they want to learn more about Jesus, and they come to one of us, and, and they say, hey, I want to know more about God. You know, They maybe know a tiny little amount or maybe nothing at all. Um, the, the question that I want to pose to both of you that I want to learn along with you on and together is, what do you say? How do you start that conversation? Yeah, I think,
1: uh, it's important to frame the conversation correctly. And, you know, there's, there's a difference in framing that conversation. If you're talking to someone who is someone who says that they don't believe in God versus you're talking to someone who, you know, like you said, Pete, maybe, uh, Maybe they have, they do know a little bit, or they've heard some things, or, or they're, they're kind of seeking to come into the conversation. Um, and, you know, when that's the case, it's just explaining it and keeping it simple, right? Like the story is God created everything, God created man, man fell, God saved man, and then how, how it's going to end eventually. Right. Yep. I mean, it's the story of the Bible and just keeping it simple uh, to me is pretty important.
0: I think it's an important distinction too. you know, the, the difference between somebody who comes up and says, they're, they're, they're basically the seeds have already been planted, right? That's a reference we've, we've used recently um, in our own conversations, somebody that the seeds have already been planted in that, that now has a interest and desire in, faith versus someone who is resistant or um opposed to you know they maybe they call themselves atheist or, or satanist or whatever just something completely different those those are two very different conversations that's a good distinction
2: i think that there's a lot of people who claim to be atheists who are really agnostic right like they believe that there's something out there they believe that there's something greater than them but going back to the original question right of like what do you do you know it's like it's like when we were in honduras Pete, you remember they were like oh well if you're going to tell about your honduras trip you need to have um you know your 10 10 20 second elevator pitch you need to have your five minute version you know and then you can have like your 30 minute to 60 minute version where You're actually like going into it. I think it's the same concept, right? Like everybody wants uh, some kind of truth or they want like uh, some hard and fast evidence. But if, if we were to take someone who was arguing with, you know, another Christian about the belief and they're like, well, I want proof. I want proof. You could take them proof and then they would want proof of that proof and then proof of that proof and infinite. Um, so, you know, at some point it ends up being like, Hey, like I gave you this tangible proof. Um, but now let me give you my, or maybe in there you already did, but like give your, uh, 30 second, 10 minute, 30 minute, pitch about like your testimony and how God has impacted your life and worked in your life and you yeah. know maybe that's more impactful than the the hard and fast proof they're looking for
0: I, I think we're, those are two different kinds of proof right one one is uh evidence of I, I mean, maybe like fact-based evidence, right? Like, like here's a thing. This this is a rock that Jesus touched or something, right? And obviously, we don't have that. But but you know, th- there's there's a, a fact evidence like that, and then there's this other proof, which is life experience, your own personal experience, your own testimony, that that you can share. Of look, here's what I know. You know, I gave my life to Jesus, and this is how things are going. Yeah, that's. <clears throat>
1: those are definitely two different ways to talk to people about jesus and um i think the the first category of them that you were talking about uh is is basically philosophical proofs right there are ways to argue things and and prove them uh philosophically like uh deductive reasoning right if the premises are true then the conclusion logically follows that kind of thing right um but again i think if if the seeds are already planted with somebody and they 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 know the basic story um then i think your personal testimony holds a lot of weight with them and just see especially if they if this person knows you um or even if they don't but just explaining to someone how jesus has saved you and affected your life can be really really powerful for somebody that maybe isn't a believer but already knows about Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah. So so let's dive more into the the nuts and bolts of that uh the philosophical proof side of this conversation. Yeah. So you know we
2: talked about on our last podcast that that book uh The Believing is seeing. Yep. Um you know I think that a lot of people are Uh, They want, they want some kind of scientific uh, proof or, or tangible proof. And I mean, I, I definitely feel like it's out there. I wish I could go and I could pick up one um, solid piece of something. that's like, you want proof? Here it is. Like, this is, I don't know, you know. Um, I think that you don't, you don't necessarily have to have that hard and fast piece of, evidence to have uh, philosophical proof um, Brandon why don't you jump in while I'm still drawing a blank
1: <laughs> yeah there. I mean there's there's a couple of them but there's more than a couple but a couple uh, kind of uh, popular ones that uh, that people may or may not know about um, one is the cosmological proof that's about the beginning of the universe uh, it basically states um everything that exists had a cause that's premise one premise two is the universe exists and then the conclusion that logically follows is therefore the universe had a cause you know and this is for more of the um like the hard and fast people that claim to be atheists and and are very science based um this and that and you know, talking about the origins of the universe is it's it's really cool and like it's interesting to think about, uh, but it's a pretty big subject and there's a lot to it. Um, But <clears throat> when I was when we were talking about doing this podcast the other day, I wrote a note in my phone because I was thinking about it. Yeah, let's hear it. I would argue that believing in a universe formed out of infinite chaos leading to a prebiotic earth filled with elemental compounds, let alone the heavier compounds necessary for the formation of life, takes far more faith than believing that the universe was created and ordered by a timeless, spaceless, personal being.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty good, man, because how do you, I mean, how do you prove that everything just happened and, oh, look, like humans
1: were created And right, so like, and people also, it is wild, and it's wildly improbable. Um, you know, uh, these people tend to, right? It's always like the science versus faith, right? Which is stupid because
0: they go hand in hand. Um, One hundred percent. That was an interesting distinction in that book. That seeing is believing was was he talks a lot about like you have faith in the scientific method and he talks through it in a much more articulate way than I ever could sort of picking apart the scientific method. And he's not saying that, you know, that it's awful and science isn't real or anything like that, but he's just showing that like that methodology requires fate as well. Yeah. It was was an interesting part of that. Go ahead. yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely does. And we,
1: we take, when we talk about science and the scientific method and stuff, we do, Uh, we hold certain things, certain physical laws to be true, right? Because we've, uh, I say we humans have discovered these physical laws across time. So like, so to, to conduct an experiment on whatever that you're doing, you have to presuppose that the law of gravity exists and the laws of thermodynamics exist and things like that. But also, to explain the origins of the universe without god you have to disregard those laws so like they talk about the bible being contradictory well and they cite science to do that but you know the second law of thermodynamics says that order doesn't come from chaos well we're a pretty ordered system here in the old universe and Turns out the Big Bang was supposedly in a giant explosion. And you, you just you <laughs> don't you can't have it both ways, right? Yeah, like, yeah that makes sense. We we believe that God spun the universe into existence just like the Bible says that he did. And that that takes less faith. It's literally more probable than the other explanation. Just so, my well, thoughts.
2: Yeah, so I, I think those are great thoughts. And I kind of have a question as well, um, maybe a statement mixed with a question. So Pete mentioned the word faith a minute ago, and um, Brendan used it as well. So I believe in, and I personally feel like there's an, a huge aspect of our belief system or, or uh, Christ following beliefs that faith is, you know, huge majority a huge part of that so how do you explain that to somebody you know what i mean like um hey man like sir a certain level is faith right like you have to have faith and i think that maybe uh some agnostics and atheists maybe don't realize that that they have faith in their current belief system yeah absolutely um that they don't, they maybe miss the mark on understanding our faith uh, and the importance of it. Like, you know, we wouldn't have faith if we, we wouldn't have faith if we were able to just, I I don't know, you know, like find security camera footage of Jesus coming out of the tomb or something, you know, like that would be convenient. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But it, but it also wouldn't be faith then it would be up. it would be observation yes yes i I think a, a good way to talk to people uh to talk to people about that is again particularly the the atheistic or agnostic type folks is uh is worldview right so in our worldview we have a basis for morality we have objective truth right objective truth comes from god it's god's revelation in the bible the atheistic worldview has no basis for objective morality, because if we're all just stardust bumping into stardust randomly formed, who cares? Right. Right. And they will, they all, this is the thing. The Bible says that his, his word is written on everyone's heart. Right. And that, and, and we know that's true because there are people out there that vehemently deny God's existence Meanwhile, they live every day as though there is objective morality, right? Right. They're not out there eating their neighbors. A lot of them are generally, most people are generally conduct themselves in, this is arguable, but a moral way, right? Mm. They're not out there killing people or stealing things or whatever,
0: There are generally agreed upon morals that are followed amongst almost all societies globally. And, and And so
1: that's true, but they will also cite what you just said, Pete, as, well, that's the basis for morality. It's societal acceptance and groupthink, basically, rather than a transcendent objective truth. And it's it's very provable that that's not true. Like, you know, World War II Germany is an example of societal acceptance, probably not lining up with objective morality. So I'm just making the point that people people who try to deny God, they they conduct themselves and they live as though God exists because he does. And they know that. They're just not willing to accept that yet
0: yeah so so the the intention of of our conversation today was to talk about in brief like how, how do you have this conversation with somebody and i think you know we've talked about some philosophy and and other things but what what is what do you think this really looks like like what do you say if if we make the assumption that we are talking to someone who does want to learn about jesus in some way someone planted that seed already uh, but I want, while we have a little bit of time left i want to just think through that out loud go ahead drew
2: so the question is somebody comes up and asks you like what is your response like that the yeah. simplicity of that yep well okay so going back to um i think that you have to know where they're coming from, right? Are they, what what angle are they are they uh, attacking this from? Mm-hmm. And attack is a wrong word. I just mean like, are they coming at you philosophically or are they coming at you spiritually? Mm-hmm. Um, are they, where are they at in their life, right? Are they, did they just get a divorce? Um, are they struggling with alcoholism, you know, or are they um, feeling convicted by something like the Holy Spirit and they don't realize that's what's convicting them? And they want to uh, find the burden of proof so that they can make their decision to go one way or the other. So I think you have to know where they're coming from. And then I think that needs to be how you attack it, but or or how you answer the question. But I think that no matter what it comes down to, right, the fruits of your life as the believer, um, are you putting out something that, like, for example, if I'm at church and I go up on stage and I'm like, oh, everybody, this is the gospel. This is how you live your life. You know, we love you. And then I get off stage and, uh, you know, I'm being a jerk in the foyer of the church as people are leaving. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, wow, I got a huge facade on when he was up there or whatever. They're probably not going to want to come talk to me. So, you know, uh, in- integrity and the fruits of your your belief, you know um should speak loudly, actually speak louder than words. And then also uh just compassion, man. Like, hey, like, all right, you're in a spot where you're hurting. I would love to take time to meet with you and yeah. talk about this and um like share with you what I know because it's gonna be hard to do it in this brief encounter right here. Um, I think that's a good answer for the, the spiritual side. For the philosophical side, man, I don't know, I'm ignorant. Maybe my my answer is the same on both sides, right? Like hey, I've, I've seen what God can do in my life and I can't put that in a jar for you and show you the the physical proof. Um, just standing here right now, the physical proof I have is look at my family. like my wife is still married to me. Um, I still have a house. I still, you know, I haven't had alcohol in six and a half years. Um, you know, and, and I I don't know, man, for me, it's hard to bust out of the philosophical side. And maybe that's, maybe that's growing on my side that I need to do, but I've been so impacted, uh, by the Holy spirit in my life, convicting me and saving me. And it's hard to think outside of that box sometimes. Yeah, that
0: makes sense.
1: I think it's also. I think a lot of people, the gripe they have with uh, Christianity is, and a lot of Christians have have we've done this to ourselves, right? People think that Christians have this holier than thou attitude, and they're kind of pretentious, and they act like like oh, I became a Christian and my life is great now. And it's like a two edged sword, right? Because that can be true because Jesus saves us and, and life gets better because you know the story and because you know how it's going to end. But I think it's important for us talking to people about this to let them know that no one's perfect. This doesn't mean we have everything in the bag and we are, Going to set the perfect example all the time, like just explaining that everyone's fallen and this is a broken world, and Jesus gives us a way to be better. Uh, but just being welcoming and compassionate, and not being kind of pretentious.
0: Yeah, I think that's an important distinction. I I, I think in in my own life, the way that I have handled these conversations previously is. Showing people also sort of the the example uh, here of, of like, you know, it, it doesn't make everything, it's, it's not like a magic bullet, right? Like life gets, I don't know, unicorns and rainbows, right? Like that's that's not it. But what I do know is that there is essentially a roadmap to the way that you should live your life in here. There's a lot of good and bad examples. And when I live my life by the roadmap of this, like generally, things go a lot better. Um, that, that's a, an evidence that I have, I have shared before when people have taught me about faith. And these are people that, you know, the seeds have been planted and, and they're, we're talking about God and Jesus already. Uh, but that, that's, that's been one of my biggest methodologies. And then also, I think you guys both said it, that just being compassionate, right? Just, just being there and letting people know that, that I care about you. Uh, because, because of the examples in this book, you know, I realize and see like someone cared about me when I maybe didn't deserve it. Uh, and that, that person being Jesus and God, and you know, that's an example that we should follow. and, And we try to essentially be Jesus in those moments. Yeah, for sure. What, uh, we're we are about out of time. Do you guys have any other final thoughts before we wrap up our recording for the day? for Episode three of the Redeem Legion podcast.
1: I, think, uh, I could, think
2: I think I think we could continue into this for hours, right? Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, and we should revisit it again for sure. But I think that the good final point, uh, Pete made is that you know, God speaks to us. Um, not audibly, but through his word. And if somebody's willing to do the work, uh, us as believers are usually going to be willing to to go with them to help seek out the, the answers that they're looking for.
1: Agreed.
0: All right. Well, uh, I'd say that wraps it up for us. Please uh follow us on all the socials, we're on TikTok. YouTube, Facebook, uh, RedeemLegion.com, and podcast number four will be put together before long. Adios. See you guys.